0: Scott here from Social Energy presents and welcome to this podcast short from our signature show your Backstage Pass featuring a special vignette from another great episode back then obviously you know you're, you''re you're breaking ground as a as a female artist and all that in a world that was largely dominated by guys did you have a lot of work cut out for you to maintain or 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 your your creative control over what you wanted this to become for yourself, or was that an issue that you had to deal with uh, back then?
1: Well, my answer to that is yes and no. Um, in my heyday, you know, when uh, back when people record companies could make a living from selling records, and they were spending. In excess of a quarter million dollars making all of your records for you on production, on you know, marketing and publicity and like I mean, we would easily just pay five thousand dollars to have someone take pictures of me, right? Uh-huh. To have a good photographer. Videos were, you know, like sixty, 000, seventy thousand dollars. Back then, I would say that I worked closely with the label. What you know, they ultimately had the final say over what went on because they were the, your investor, they were pumping all this money into you. So right. they weren't happy with the direction things were going in, but they also were, you know, they also realized, you know, that, you know, I was the person creating the art. I was, I've always been a songwriter. I've always um, from about 1984 onward, I, I really tried very hard to wrestle con- more control of my image because the early years for me, I had, and I don't want to talk too much about this, but I, I had a manager that v- pushed me. I, I signed with him when I was 18 years old, 17, right. I think. Um, from the age of 17 till about 21, I was pushed very hard into a um he was trying really trying to market me as in a very sexualized manner as a pinup girl. And I was always uncomfortable with that. And, um, the, the downside of that is that again, music was my first love. I mean, my first band, my first band, I played saxophone and keyboards and, you know, we were a band and, um, and I had always written my own songs, but that, that whole sexualized image really eclipsed the music part and so to, to, to many people out there and a lot of the media, they just saw me as a pretty face that was a product of someone's imagination, not an artist. And that, that drove me nuts. That well, made hence,
2: me- hence your husband, John's perception of you. Like yes, how, exactly. how, how sad yeah. is that? You know? How, exactly. Yeah. And it, it, it's sad because and that's, that's what happened with that whole misogynistic thing that happened with music all along like women were pigeonholed so much more than men like well they were they were men weren't let's face it you know men, men didn't have to put up with that crap
1: well and especially in the mid-1980s yeah. that's what it was all you know it was a very sexualized um and very much an era of women being objectified in on video you know and on album covers right mm-hmm. You know, oh, it was many, very, very common to see a bunch of women, you know, in bikinis all hosed down, washing a car from for some like artist, well, you, well, know, that, who's, you know, that, and like, that was
0: that was sort of the impetus for my question is because really, you really you want to stand f- uh, forward facing because of what you're creating, not because of what you look like or 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 how you photograph. It's it's the art that's the music itself that's what you're struggling for, correct?
1: Well, and I got to tell you, the song Metal Queen was sort of a pushback against that. It was my, you know, after everything that happened to me when I was younger, and then, I, you know, I wrote the song Metal Queen with the idea that, you know what, this is going to be an archetype for women. This is going to be a strong woman taking woman taking charge. You know, it was supposed mm. to be a feminine, strong, you know... Uh, i'm not really articulating this very well but you know um a woman a female archetype for women you know someone who is in charge someone who is a matriarch of her reality but Uh the video you know um, was supposed to be like this fantasy world where a woman is in charge of everything and she triumphs over the forces of evil but it was because of the era in which it was released. I think it was greatly misunderstood, right? Uh-huh. And um, you know, as a as a result, in the UK and Australia, that video was banned because oh. there's a part where they set me on fire, and I break free, and I take control. But the the the, the censor board, the there was all that Tipper Gore censorship stuff going uh-huh. on at that time, and they were like, "This is violence against women." And I'm like, no, this is about a woman triumphing over triumphing over that type of abuse, right? And like, and anyway, it was really misunderstood. And I, you know, that's probably a, a, one of my regrets. But the reality is, I get to re-explain it now to people, and people people understand it a lot better. And and my true fans always got it got it you know what i mean so there you go
2: how many albums you see uh, out there in the 80s you know where there's there's a woman bikini clad with bruises all over her and a guy standing behind her with a whip you know and that was acceptable you know what is going on with
1: that oh believe me we've come a long long way you know and i read an article where ann wilson was talking about that as well that there was you know, we had so as women in the 80s doing rock music, we had so many mountains to climb, you know, so many, you know, it was a constant battle against sexual stereotypes because the reality, unfortunately, was, you know, if you look good, you can't possibly be talented. You must be some kind of record company product, right? But of course, if you look good, you're fighting against the record company wanting to exploit that because good looks sell records, right? So, I, you know, I felt like I was always trying to, to justify myself and I should never have had to have felt that way. Right. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed to say that I've,
2: I've, I've been that way about boy bands where I've thought it's all a product. It's all crap. It's all this, it's all that. Then you find out, the actual talent that's involved there, like a Justin Timberlake. I mean, good Lord. You guys badass, Totally. No (laughs) kidding. And there's a guy that I totally dismissed because he was in a boy band when he first came out. You're like, how stupid am I?
0: Hey, thanks for joining us. Check out our many other podcasts featuring vignettes and full episodes from a growing list of recording artists and other music insiders. And please like, share, and subscribe to our channel so we can bring you more great content from this and many other shows we're now producing. Available both on podcast and video on demand.